Welcome to the Scenario Universe. What you're about to hear might traumatize or shock. The accounts ahead might seem improbable or inconceivable. It's time to dust off your imagination. All of the images, characters, and surroundings in this tale await your cognitive powers. What you imagine is your vision alone. It is time to entertain your brain. that no one else will touch. Although I deal with your standard crimes such as murder, blackmail, murder, kidnapping, stolen goods, and, of course, murder. I specialize in the more bizarre crimes that involve clones, aliens, mind control, Identical half-twin brothers and sisters. And of course... Murder. signed my organ donor card and left my apartment. There was nothing on my emergency agenda, so I went down to my office to see if there were any messages. Hmm. No messages, no secretary, no surprise. I picked up the daily rag that was lying outside Stan, the accountant's office next door, and took a seat at my desk. Hmm, let's see what's going down in everybody else's world. Front page. Murder. First pedigree. It seems that the mayor's dog had been put to death by some bored youth. Same old, same old. My stereotypical PI secretary strolled into the office and put her out of season fur coat on the back of her chair. I truly am the dark enigma. Enough of the Italian adulazione. You're not sweet talking your way out of this one. Where have you been? Doing things. Ah, Christ, I never should have given you that line to use. What do you mean? Things. The universal answer for doing nothing. What did I miss while I wasn't here? Things. Whatever. Do you want some coffee? Sure. And make it as strong as a bucking mule. Now, Britt, do we have another hangover? Or are we just in a generally bad mood? A little bit of both. Last night, Buddy One-Eyes told me that Vic Steed's coming back into town. Last time I saw him, he was running like a Jim Neighbors song. Low, slow, and ugly. I could never understand why he did that. What? 
Ran? No, ran like that. Low, slow, and... I get your point, but sorry, darling. I'm in the dark here. Would you like to fill me in? Maybe later. Now I'll just finish the story. It all happened one rainy night back about three and a half, four years ago. Vic ran into some trouble and needed some backup. We found ourselves investigating this new gang on the Lower East Side. At least that's what Vic told Why me. Why is it always the Lower East Side, not some other place? You must know. It's because in the old days, the powers that be told all the bad guys to hang out there. Bullshit. Anyway, we were checking out this place when all of a sudden we were surrounded by this pack of wild dogs. Their guns were pointing right at us. I've never seen a dog with a gun. As we were looking down cold steel, I reached inside my trench coat pocket for my extra-dense smog bomb, threw it up in the air, and this cloud fell upon the area like a frightened squid. I yelled, run, Vic, run! And as we started to run, we bashed into each other. We got up and then ran in opposite directions. The last thing I saw of Vic was his red jacket with Lone Wolf on the back. Why would he have Lone Wolf on the back of his jacket? Oh, because his idol was Lenny from that TV oh, show. Oh, yeah, I know. Laverne and Shirley. This guy sounds like a real chooch. <laughs> You're not far off. But we go way back. We used to hunt vegetarians. When it was legal, of course. Well, maybe a couple of times we poached them, but we never, and I mean never, made them eat meat to fatten them up. Free-range vegetarians all the way is what we used to say. Rick, would you shut up? You're making me sick. All right, girl. I thought you were tougher than that. So, when's he coming to town? I don't know. Next couple of days, I guess. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I took some acting classes in high school. I might try acting for a while. I meant when Vic comes into town. Ah, well, I gave up hunting. Bad reputation these days, so that's out of the question. Maybe we'll get the partnership back together. Ah, uh, no. I'm not working for two PIs on the same salary. Well, it's not worth thinking about until he comes around. Yeah, like a drunken ex-boyfriend on a Saturday night. My secretary left the room to do some paperwork, so I called up Brian Dreyer. He left PI school to join the police racket. Well, to tell you the truth, he got booted out of PI school for dancing the Jigga Jigs when only one jig was allowed, and that one was up. You see, Brian was caught dancing on the headmaster's desk with the headmaster's wife, and... Well, let's just say the headmaster's wife had the same title as her husband, homonymically speaking, of course. Dreyer here. Brian, how the hell's it going? Well, Brick Mallory on the other end of the line. What the hell's new with you? Some things never change, they just dry up and go hard. Always the guy with the lines. You know I majored in P.I. lines in school. That I do, so what can I do for you? Well... Vic Steed's coming back into town. That son of a bitch? Yep. Anyway, if you hear anything, give me a call, would you? Sure, no problem. Thanks. How about I meet you at the Spider Goulash Bar for drinks tonight? Round seven-ish? Sure. See you there. Nothing was cooking, so I told my secretary to do whatever she does, which is usually her nails, and I went to get some lunch. I'll be back later. Good for you. I left my office building and headed to the Spider Goulash Bar to meet my old friend and confidant, Buddy One-Eyes. They call him that because he can keep one eye on the pulse of the city and the other eye on his drink. Ah, the old spider goulash. Two steps up on the suave scale, four steps down off of the sidewalk. It's one classy joint, complete with one-way glass so that patrons can look outside but no one can see in from the street. Scarlet-colored carpet to mask the bloodstains. The longest bar in the city and the musty scent of too many years of tobacco and whiskey. It's home to most of the P.I. stiffs in town, as well as other assorted dubious characters. It's like home to Buddy. If you ever need information, advice, a favor, or a place to lay low, Buddy's your man. 
As I continue to walk briskly down the street toward my destination, I ducked into an alleyway, down to the next block, crossed the street, careful of both ways, of course. I guess I should have looked better. Hey, pal, are you slightly dim or something? I'll take something for a hundred, Alex. Don't you realize that cars hit people and the people get hurt? Not the other way around, what? jerk. Get out of my face before I turn you upside down and kick the crap out of you with your own feet. What? You know why I have my initials backwards on my boot tips? Why? So when I kick someone in the head and they look in the mirror the next day, they'll know who did it. Now get out of my way. I'm in a hurry. I ran off before the guy could say another word. Remember, if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, baffle him with bullshit. I hustled across the street, down another alley, over a couple of rooftops, shinny down a drain spout, rounded the corner, and arrived at the bar. In real time, it would have been a two-minute walk just down the block. But when you're a P.I., you gotta be careful not to be shadowed. Hey, Brick! Over here! After getting the usual reception, spider goulash style, I made my way over to Buddy, who was sitting at the bar. Hey, Buddy, what's the scoop? Well, well, Brick, under your hangover already, or just trying not to have one? Buddy, things never change for you, do they? I mean, you sit here all day, drink for free, bullshit, and do nothing. What the hell is the deal with you? Brick, how long have you been coming into this bar? 15, 20 years? Uh-huh. I've known you that long, haven't I? Uh-huh. I knew you when you couldn't even solve a case of the crabs. Mm hmm Why do you think I sit here every day? Why do you think I know all the information that I do when you P.I. schmucks come in here with no leads? Uh -huh. Brick, have you been listening to me? Yeah, yeah, 15, 20 years. Long time, buddy, long time. You're talking about having the crabs or something. I own a bar, you idiot. Jesus H. Christ. Well, for a long-time customer like myself, I think I deserve a free beer. Bartender, give this tree not a beer. He needs to replenish some of his brain fluids. Buddy, me and my brain thank you, and we know you can really hack it. Oh, if I hear that joke one more time, I'll buddy hack us a friend of mine. You might want to find some new friends. That's it. You're out of here. See you around seven, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm eating dryer here. I'll show you then, Brick, you pinhead. Other than the spider goulash, I also frequent this greasy little joint around the corner, Max's Billiards and Coffee Shop. At this point, I needed a cup of coffee and a chicken salad club sandwich. I knew that anything in this joint had to be fresh. And chicken never hurt anybody, except for this one case in 1872 that I read about, the Sam and Ella case. There were a couple of twins who were mauled to death by a rabid rooster. But before the pluck punks were poked, this rooster mated with a number of eligible chickens. But I digress. I walked into Max's. Brick, what's the new? Things. Got bad, huh? You wouldn't believe it if I told you. Peter! Managa miseria, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my sister's a boy. Uh, sorry, Uncle Max. You'd think he was drunk out his mind at the ooze on a Greek wedding with all of the dishy brick. Uh, so, you wanted the usual brick? Sure. Vito. One chicken salad club sandwich, and this time don't forget the chicken. Who's the good chicken? This is for Brick. All right, Uncle Max. Hey, Brick, I'm working on the new sandwich. It's a bellissimo. It's got a capicula. It's got a nice sweet genoa. The nice hot genoa. It's got a roasted red peppers right from the plant. And a nice spicy saute mushroom. I'm working on the magical sauce. And the bread, it's a fresh too. The nice panino. Well, if you ever come up with the right combo of stuff, I'll give it a taste. Here's the sandwich, Uncle Max. Here you go, Brick. Thanks, Max. Ciao. Vito, 
You break plates one more time, I'ma go. Yeah, Max has been in the neighborhood for life less a day. For years, he's been talking about that sang I, I mean sandwich. Even during poker nights with his gun of schnook Goomba associates, all he talks about is his dream sandwich. Brick, you're finally back. Where the hell have you been? Doing things. Things, eh? Well, smartass, there was a call for you. Is that right? <coughs> Damn cartilage. He said he'd be over soon with his associate to discuss business. I suggest you straighten things up and make this dump look presentable. Did you catch his name? Nope. No kidding. Well, when he and his associate get here, send him into my office. Ah, this is the place. Okay, let's go. Get some change for the parking meter? Yeah, here. Now why the hell don't they have elevators in these old buildings? Well, they weren't invented yet. Oh, and I hate walking up so many steps. I don't want to get any pit juice stains on my new suit. Lucky thing your tailor talked you out of putting castanets on your epaulets. Yeah, he told me I would have been gilding a lily and I would have stood out like a hermaphrodite at an orgy. I saw one of those people once. At an orgy? Nah, in a book. I had one of them once. What, an orgy? Nah, a book. Yeah? What was it about? Uh, how to look your best for any occasion. Oh, seems like it really stuck with you. Yeah, I got what they call a pornographic memory. I heard Pally Boy was up to his old tricks. That guy, man, he's a shot short of vermouth and a martunus. But he always gets the job done. Too bad about his name, though. I heard that's why he can never get no regular ties to any organization. One week it's the FBI, the next week it's CSIS. The next is the Postal Service, KGB, the government, or the mob. The guy's washing everybody's clothes. Yeah, but he's the only one who could give us this Brick Mallory's name so that we could find out about Vic's deed and when he's actually coming back into town. Uh, what the hell happened to Vic anyway? He disappeared a few years ago. Last I heard, he started some beatnik cult in the desert somewhere. But he eventually had to leave. Yeah? Why? I heard that after a while he started to hear snapping fingers and bongos when no one else was around. Uh, I've never heard of a cult leader leaving his own organization. Usually they just snap. So, uh, what time did they say they'd be here? I don't know, Brick. He called about, oh, half an hour ago. So I assume they'll be here soon. Sounded like he really means business. Ah. Uh. Good news is like hard cash. It's nice when you have it and you know it won't last long. I sat down at my desk and poured myself a stiff one. Man, you'd think they'd put an escalator in this joint or something. Yeah, y you know what? I like those moving sidewalks. Yeah, me too, but I always feel that if you walk on the moving sidewalks, you're actually moving faster in time. Really? I never thought of it in those terms, but I guess that's why you got the pornographic mind. How much further is it? It's on this floor. Get your gun ready. You can never tell what's going to happen when Pally Boy gives you the information. What floor are we on? Uh, third. Uh, they must have high ceilings in this joint. 
Can I help you guys? That depends. What are you doing Friday night, baby? Nothing. Lucky for you, there's something good on TV. I'm sure you'd know. You brick, Mallory. That depends who's asking. You or your shiny steel friend. Sorry I wore such a loud suit. I gotta put on my shades. Ah, oh, they said you was funny, Mallory. A real chameleon. But they also said you're the best. It depends who you've been talking to, Pally Boy. That's right. Pally Boy McCoy. Yeah, Pally Boy. I never trusted him. My rule? Never trust someone whose nickname rhymes with his real one. That son of a bitch comes out of the woodwork when you least expect it. You never know what the deal is with that guy. If I come with such high regards, I hope I can do something for you, gentlemen. Please, have a seat. I've noticed how your office chairs are arranged so that your clients sit in the light of the windows while your chair is in the dimness against the wall. It gives you an air of aloofness and authority. Why, thank you. It was the second thing the headmaster taught me at P.I. school. So what can I do for you? Well, Brick, uh, I can call you Brick, can't I? I believe you already have. Uh, you're smart as well as direct. What's your point, Mr... Uh, please excuse me. My name is Mr. Gambit, and this here's my associate, Mr. Russell. <laughs> as in uh, Nipsey? What's so funny? You know, the guy... Uh, <clears throat> is it cold in here? Hey, you're, you're in charge, Nipsey. I mean, Mr. Russell... No, M Mr. Mr. Gambit, please continue. Uh, thank you, Brick. Uh, we've been looking for a man who's been out of town for approximately three and a half, four years. His life is in danger. Excuse me, would you mind putting your guns away now? Oh, of course. Oh, what's that? What's what? Oh, sorry, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, this man we're looking for, his name is... Mental note, never change the position of my desk or chair. I stood up, bolted over to my office window, only to see two miniature radio-controlled helicopters zooming away into the distance. All I could make out before they were out of sight was the name Lerimda written on the side of each of them. Not only did these two evil machines kill my new bottle of whiskey and two potential customers, they also broke many air and zoning laws. Bastards. I walked over to see if my secretary was hit. She was doing her toenails oblivious to the carnage in my office. How's the weather in your little world? Well, what happened in there? Just call Brian Dreyer. Two dead bodies and one dead soldier. Would you like a new bottle now or after the call? After will be fine. I started to rummage through the dead guy's pockets. They were going to take up a lot of my time and the cleaning bill would be out of control. I had to make it quick before Brian Dreyer showed up. All I could find was a couple of loose 20s and some change. My secretary came in and made some remark about never being able to find that perfect shade of red for her fingernails, a shade like the fresh blood stains on the carpet. Brian arrived shortly afterward with a few other cops who were asking one hell of a lot of questions I didn't know a hell of a lot of answers to. Brian, these two dead cats were looking for a guy who's coming into town. Apparently this individual has not been around for three and a half, four years. That's all I know. Man, those are some loud duds. Who's a dead guy in a denim-cut, shiny, stainless steel mirrored suit? And, uh, how much cash did he have in his pocket? What are you talking about? Rick, who's gonna pay for the carpet cleaning, Brian? Come on! Listen, I don't care about that. The boys and I just want a little bit of the action. Why don't you just take his jewelry? Hey, you guys, Stranton, Spriggs, get over here. Call the morgue and get these bodies out of here. I want the fat one's pinky ring. You got that? Whatever you say, Dryer. 
private dick lover. Excuse me, Spriggs, what'd you say? Nothing. All of the police and city crime reporters left a few hours later. I called Midnight Maid, the local maid service, and some cheap window repair people, and they were over in a flash. The maids arrived first because they had cop radios in their cars. Now that's service with a morbid, evil, money-grubbing smile, but I can deal with that. One of the maids, this tall brute who looked like she needed a shave, kept hanging around and smoking butts. She wasn't doing much work, but kept winking at me. As the maids were leaving, she came over and said, I'll see you later. Yeah, much. They did an adequate job with the carpet and left me with strict instructions not to step on it for three hours, as if that's going to happen. My secretary was putting on her rat-skin coat and getting ready to leave for the day. See you tomorrow, Brick. I must admit, this has been one of the most exciting days we've seen in quite a while. More action than a whore on a Saturday night. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'm going down to the bar. Do you want to join me? No thanks, Brick. Remember what happened last time? It wasn't all that bad, was it? The last time we went out for drinks? I'm sorry, Brick, but when you tried to sell me to white slavers so you could buy a new Cadillac, that wasn't what I call a good time! But I was gonna buy you back at the auction. Good night, Brick. I stayed in the office after she left to work on a couple things. I went to my desk and found a note. I picked it up and opened it. Inside it read, Meet me at the Golden Kreplach. Come alone. I will be sitting by myself at a table with some nice soup, a beautiful corned beef sandwich, a side order of pickles, and a cream soda. Be there at 7 sharp. I called Brian to say I would be late and not to leave till I got there within reason. I hung up the phone and went directly to the restaurant. I got there a little early and it was a lucky thing I did because everyone was eating the same thing. I went from booth to booth to find out who would send me that note. I didn't think people were too happy with me given the amount of pickle juice accidentally spilt on my shoes. Brian Boy could very well be my next nickname. Brick, over here, you idiot. What's with the craziness? Listen, Brick, time is short. Here, take half my sandwich so you don't look suspicious. Now, I know you want to ask a lot of questions, and that'll come in time. But now I need you to listen to me very carefully. This is a great sandwich. Can I have your pickle? Would you listen? I'm the one that placed that note in your desk. I posed as one of the maids. Really? You did a very convincing job of it. Yeah, thanks, but, Rick, there are more important things I have to tell you. Well, spit it out, my man. You're just as aggravating as usual. Here's the story. When we saw each other last time, I had to take off so that the heat would follow me. Vic! Is that you? Who the hell did you think you were with, idiot? Don't you remember what I looked like? Can't you put two and two together? Well, first off, I was enjoying my sandwich. Secondly, if you're really Vic, you would know math was never my strong suit. Brick, are you done squawking? Please, continue. And would you just shut up and let me tell you the scoop? You've got the floor. Well, that would usually be my position after a few drinks, You but... wanted to talk, so talk. When we were surrounded like a couple of eggs in a meatloaf that night, three and a half, four years ago, and we almost had our asses served to us on a silver platter, I didn't tell you I was working on the side for this guy. I don't remember his name, some Captain Naval Cat, Ahab, or something or other. Anyway, when things went sour, you threw down one of your smoke bombs, I just took off, because I didn't want to explain the whole scene to you. For that, I'm sorry. Rick, are you listening to me? Huh? I spill my guts to you, and you aren't even listening to me? Oh, I was listening to you. It's just that I don't feel so bad about embezzling a ton of money from you. How do you think I've kept afloat these years? Boy, if I didn't do that, I'd be in serious trouble right now, I'll tell you that. You wouldn't believe it. Holy mackerel! Rick! 
What I have to tell you is more important than that. It seems that the guy who set us up for the old double cross that night found out that I'm back in town. This guy's gonna want me dead. And because you were there, he's gonna want you dead as well. We pay the bill and headed over to the Spider Goulash bar to finish our conversation amongst friends. It was close to nine o'clock and I knew that Brian would be in for one hell of a shock when we came into the bar this eve. I wasn't let down. If two guys hated each other more than Vic and Brian, I've never seen it. The only thing that kept them from killing each other years ago was that they made one hell of a lot of money together. The thing that always got Brian really wound up was that Vic could talk Brian around his little finger. Hey, Dryer, want the same or another of the same? I'll have an Alaskan polar bear, buddy. Coming right up. So, what are you waiting for? Oh, I'm supposed to meet... Vic Steed? Hey, buddy, Brian. Hey, you guys remember Vic? Hey, buddy. Long time. Hey, Dryer. Yeah. Yeah, how's it going, Vic? Hey, buddy. How's about a round of whiskey? Get the pig here a double. He looks a little pale, like he's been listening in on too many illegal wiretaps. You know what really bugs me, buddy? It's a dirty rat that hasn't shown his hog ass around here after leading a compadre into an ambush, taken off in the midst of trouble. Oh, I think, therefore, I am. How nice of you to point that out. Sal, are you finished with your highbrow insults, or is it that after all this time, things are still not kosher between us? Yeah, like our rabbi non on a pork chop. At the drop! 21 eyes grabbed one Vic and Brian to the floor as the spray of bullets came through the window of the bar and everyone else dove for cover. I stood, knowing nothing really bad ever happens to me. Anyone hit? Nah, I'm alright. Hey, look what they did to my place! No one was hurt, except for my feelings, because no one tried to save me, but that emotion faded relatively quick. I ran outside to see if any clues were left behind by what must have been a fiendish gang of criminals. Once outside the bar, I looked around and found on the sidewalk a piece of paper, neatly folded. I picked it up and without reading it, walked back into the bar to where Brian, Vic, and Buddy were standing. What's it say, Brick? One dozen eggs, loaf of bread, and a salami. What the hell does this mean? Look on the other side, you moron. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Vic Steed, you and your associate, Brick Mallory, will pay for your mistake. Will pay for your mistake. Come to the old warehouse on the Lower East Side tomorrow night at 10.30, and I will spare the lives of your comrades. Vic, you might want to bring a sandwich. I don't plan to don't be plan there. to be there on time. Signed, The Admiral. Who the hell is this clown, The Admiral? I sure as shit never heard of him. Uh, Brick, can I speak to you in private for a minute? Sure, old man. Listen, Daddy-o, that note you just found rattled my memory, which jived my brain onto a different tack, baby. I was hired by these two goons, uh, Nipsey something or other and this other cat who dressed in some style and threads. Man, this guy was so out of sight, his duds had blind you on a sunny yeah, day. Yeah, I know the guy. Well, they hired me to tail and check out this up-and-coming badass they called the Admiral. Why did they call him the Admiral? I found out later that his original name was the Rear Admiral, but he couldn't stand the ribbon and constant back-ass comments from the guys at the Legion Hall. Really? Yeah, but anyway, while I was cruising that scene, I was approached by this man who refused to give me his name but gave me lots of information on the cuff. The info that he gave me turned out to be bogus and led us into the setup, which was perpetrated by the Admiral. So just before the crap went down, I tried to squeeze the Admiral's ladykin for some info. And I do mean squeeze. 
Then I fucked up, and things went down. Hard. Things, eh? That's when I slipped the scene, you know what I mean, man? First off, why are you talking like a beatnik? Well, you see, my man, while I was gone, I was hanging with Secondly, how much money did you take from him, and how many times did you sleep with his daughter? Yeah, that's where I fucked up. How do you know all that? You truly are the finest detective in the land. What the hell are you talking about? You always sleep with the daughters in pilfer dough. That's why I had to embezzle money for all those years. Right, right. And you slept with clients' wives and blackmailed them for some walking around dineros. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to the crowd. I thought this joint was protected by bulletproof <laughs> you glass. You remember the time with that one client's dog? Let's keep that story to ourselves. Back with the rest of the group, we had a couple more drinks and made plans for the next night. The Admiral forgot to write, come alone, in his note. I knew this would become the first of his many mistakes. But he kept cursing us loudly because his place was a mess, all his windows were shattered and a whole bunch of bottles were broken. We got up and left the bar to go get some grub down the street. Don't know we'll be back to this place, buddy. Not very safe. My joint gets trashed because of you? Here, have a scotch and branch water on me! Walking out of the bar, I turned around as the father's plant and shot glass that Buddy threw almost missed my head. We kept walking and talking as I tried to get all the dirt out of my hair before we arrived at the Bitchin' Burn Steakhouse. The three of us got a table away from the window and sat with our backs to the wall like any true gunslingers would. We ordered drinks. Hi, fellas. Have you decided what you want to order? Today's yeah, schedule's Yeah, save it, sister. Up. We'll have three bloody heifers with chips. Three rare steaks with assorted potatoes. Coming up! Cute. We automatically knew the steaks were fresh when they were delivered in 30 seconds flat. After finishing the loser of the Breeders' Cup, Vic and I decided that we had to come up with a solution to our mutual problem. The thought of Vic's staged murder didn't hold too much water with Vic, although Brian thought it was an excellent idea. I didn't think it was a bad idea either, but the one who's faking a death has the right to veto in 7 out of 10 circumstances. We were feeling about 8 to 5 when we left the restaurant, so we decided to go out together for the rest of the evening. It was about 1.30 when we noticed that we didn't have much time to get another tab going. We ducked into the nearest bar and ordered enough to keep us busy till closing. I just hate to hear the words, last call. Anyway, Vic and I thought we would show up and try to explain the situation to this admiral guy. And if it went sour, Brian would be there to back us up, and everything would work out just as it always does. Considering we really didn't know what was really going on with his madman, except that he was really more pissed with Vic than with me. After we'd finished our share, we parted company and agreed to meet in my office the next day. 